from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Eric Tanisayas. My name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I roll out of bed and we talk about what's new. Like our morning routines. Yeah. Just about like, you know, getting up, facing the day, how we how we get started, how we how we how we get that ball rolling, you know, how we get the donuts made. How do you get that ball rolling, Jeff? Uh, I don't. <laughs> is my answer to that. It's almost spit. <laughs> what do you mean you don't? I uh, just, I, I, I just, I, I, I go as an inert object until my body finally just goes, all right, fine. <laughs> you just lay in the void of your bed until something manifests deep within to make you move. Let's see. What is my, I, I, my morning routine is I, I usually like a shower is like the first thing that I do. Cause mm-hmm. I can just like splash hot water on my face and that kind of powers me through until lunch. That way. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of interested. I don't have one. So what is your, like, how long do you have before you have to leave for work? Oh God. Virtually no. T- <laughs> like my routine, like my routine is legitimately. I time out driving distances and run, like, mental calculus yep. in my head yep. during the day so that in the morning I can look at my clock and go, I have 17 minutes. Oh, my So I God. literally get out of bed. I take a 10-minute shower. I then get dressed, with ten- dressed my stuff together, my hair done. All that takes approximately 10 minutes. So it is 20 minutes from bed to car, and then I drive to work. And I know how long it's going to take me to drive to work unless there is traffic so I can get to work at the time that I want to get to work. And then, like, I plan out my whole morning based on how long can I stay in, in stay motionless in bed until I have to, like, how close, how tightly can I budget my time between bed and car? Oh, like that, that is, I feel that so much and I feel for you so much because that it's like, it reminds me of when I, cause I got working at night, I have no morning schedule, but it reminds me of when like I used to go to school. Like if I had an 8am class, mm-hmm. my alarm would go off and I'd be like, I can lay in this bed for three more minutes. And that three minutes kind of feels good, but it doesn't at the same time. It feels pretty great to me. Like I really enjoy. But it's so short. Right, I enjoy. Well, that's the thing is, I'm not like sleeping. Like a big thing is that I don't, I don't fall back asleep. Oh, I just kind of lay there, and I just kind of like lay there with my thoughts, and I just kind of. It's almost, I. It's, it's a very like soothing kind of just like being alone in a space in silence is very is very kind of soothing and and warming. So that when it finally comes time for me to get up, I feel like I've had some time to just kind of prepare myself for 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 taking on the day and taking on projects both like work related and not work related it's a good thing to start the day i should start doing that fuck my morning routine today was i woke up what is it like seven minutes ago mm-hmm. <laughs> it is eleven forty three. um i got home at 2 30 in the morning because i was raging last night I was not raging i was working but like so my morning routine is like wake up get my cold brew, drag myself to the computer and, like, try to start doing work. 
but like I usually I try to have I'm trying to set myself to have what I call like a normal person's schedule where you wake up and you like do work in the morning and then you go to work at night and yeah I'm trying I'm trying I know that feeling Ugh. so we don't have a prompt this week do we no no we don't <laughs> We don't, and that's okay. That's okay. This is pretty much all we got. So we are going to continue from last week's episode, and uh, further now we're going to do our proper episode. Um, so I can let me let me think up a prompt for us in like literally five seconds. All right. Uh, okay, I have it. They felt for the sword on their hip. Their path for vengeance had begun. All right. Cool. Done. Okay. So I wanted to talk about cloud people real quick. The aeronauts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because they're the funniest image I've ever had in my life is you thinking of cloud people. Because immediately what I thought was um, Homer Simpson when he's allowed to go to craft services. And they go, mm-hmm. Mr. Simpson. And they... <laughs> So, because I want them, I want this character, Typhoon, to have n- n- no face. <laughs> they're kind of just a cloud. <laughs> like a cloud that wears clothes. I'm trying to, like, visualize what I actually picture when I picture, like, these characters. You know, because I saw, like, a like a set of clothing that you described. You know what I picture? <laughs> now that I think of it, I, I, I can I can real clearly... I thought it pieced together where what the visual that I have in my head is. Okay. Now, Aaron, I know you don't know a lot of movies, so it's, it's, it's true. reasonable if you don't uh, understand this reference. But li- the listeners might. Aaron, are you aware of a movie called Osmosis Jones? I, I'm picturing, like, a cloudy, like, a milky kind of, like, <laughs> if you picture Osmosis Jones just color shifted where, like, it's sort of a milky, buttermilky, buttermilk color instead of blue. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm picturing. I love that. Okay, that's a lot funnier than what I was, that's, that's, le- <laughs> that makes more sense than what I was thinking. My stupid ass was, like, imagine Osmosis Jones and just MS paint away the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, like, if you just Google Osmosis Jones, uh, I can't tell you to watch the movie because I have never seen it. Is is it good? I, I have no idea. I've not watched it. It's about being inside someone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. I take it. There's a picture of Osmosis. I'm editing this out, but this is a picture of Osmosis Jones apparently kissing the villain and one of him coming out of someone's nose. Yep. There's, uh... It's this movie. Actually, listeners, why don't you go ahead and not Google uh, image search Osmosis Jones because I've just done this. Yeah. And um, no, I mean if you're if you're down for f- horny fan art, Osmosis <laughs> Jones got you covered. That's for sure. I'm caught off. I don't know why I'm caught off guard, but I'm caught off guard <laughs> by the Osmosis Jones fan art. You know. Anyway, that's kind of what I'm picturing. Okay. It's like that, but like kind of buttermilky, you know, egg white, eggshell white kind like of like a cloud. Yeah, like cloud colored. So they range from like eggshell white to gray, and like they're you know you get the full kind of coloration of cloud color. So type four, they are uh, they crash land basically. I, I've imagined in a desert, and now they have a path for vengeance to get their navigator. Yeah. So my question for you is: they're missing their navigator's blade. Mm-hmm. Does someone ha- is the first step of the quest like someone has it that they have to get Probably. it? Probably, I imagine. I imagine they have to get it back. So it's missing the mess. The, the navigate the messenger sword. The navigator's blade is missing. Who has taken it? 
Who has taken it? Hmm. Is it just lost? Did it blow away? Because it's light. It doesn't weigh anything. Yeah, it, 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 it feels as if it weighs nothing. Is, so it could have just blown away in the breeze. It could have broken and unleashed a storm. Oh, I mean, is it caught in a storm? Did it make its own storm? So it's in like a, what are those sand? Is it in a sandstorm? I like the idea of it being in a sandstorm. That's cool. So it's like at the heart of one. You have to like walk to the heart of a deadly sandstorm and like grab your grab your 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 legendary blade and command its power. It's very cool. Okay. It's a very cool visual. Okay. So Typhor wakes up in a desert and is it immediate is it immediately in the in the um in the sandstorm or is it off in the distance and it's like you got to go to it. I think it's it. off in the distance. It's like um you have to challenge it. Yeah, and it's like it's like in a space. It's like you know you can see like because it's forming like a perfect orb. Yes. So they have to go march into this perfect orb sandstorm and go grab their blade. Okay, I love that. Does it go well? Does it? I don't think so. Yeah. Does it take a few tries? Like, what is the? What is the? You know, like the. This is sort of like the metaphor moment. Like, Mm -hmm. what is it that they have to learn to do? Okay, let's. We'll break this down. So reviewing. Typhor crash landed in a desert. Their blade is missing. It's the it's at the center of a sandstorm in a perfectly controlled like orb. Now, were they good at doing what they do at like wielding this, or are they kind of like a noob? I would like to say that they are the best. Oh, cool! So they were the best of the four. They are yes. strong. They are ready. They just kind of got separated from the pack. Actually, well. Now that I hear you say it back, I have thoughts. Okay. I'm going to throw another curveball. Yeah, we're flying right in, but I feel like we should, let's step, we'll slow down and put some pieces in place about who Typhor is and how, like, they got to this position, and I think that'll help fuel this metaphorical quest that we're putting them on. Let's talk about professional wrestling. Oh fuck! Wow. Good morning. Good morning, Aaron. (laughs) You've been awake for, you've been awake for 11 minutes. (laughs) Let's, Let's talk about professional wrestling. Got it. In wrestling, spoiler alert, it is a staged medium. I'm I'm sorry. It's uh, we have to it have this to be acknowledged for the rest of this point. Are we going to get in trouble for saying that on a podcast? Probably, but I will bear that heat. Aaron, you were <laughs> you were an accessory at best. <laughs> um Okay, good. Sorry. It requires both parties to make a match happen. Right? Like, yeah. it is an art form that requires both parties contribute. You know, you can carry someone to a good match, but both people have to be contributing in order to make a great match. Mm-hmm. If if one person is the best, quote-unquote, that could be that they see it for themselves. Mm. For That could be that other people perceive that. It could be a reflection of their skills. But what it means is that they are out of sync with the, like, like they are presenting either themselves or they are performing or something that puts them out of sync with the other people. Okay, I dig that. So, like, that feels like the core of, like, how they became out of sync. Now, there's two kind of ways from there we can go, which is them being out of sync just threw off the balance of this perfect sort of four-way dance, or it was foul play. I, I have a suggestion. Okay. So um, I said in the episode, my I said in my chunk that there's no leader in this. Mm-hmm. So what you're what but but by saying that this is the best wielder of the navigator's blade, 
when it's supposed to be some like you know they all work together sometimes that's like it's like rare but usually it's just like one side up at a time Mm -hmm. so but if someone is acknowledged as the best perhaps they were threatened the others the other three being like this person's gonna try to be our leader and we don't Mm. fuck with that like, you know, because I'm thinking of professional wrestling, where if it is a company, you know, it's mm-hmm. an ensemble effort. If one person becomes John Cena, and I was just like, you know, who, the one who constantly slips on bananas and gets hit by a chair, I might get a little bitter and salty. Oh, you mean Bananas Foster. But- <laughs> Such a good name. <laughs> yes, if I were Bananas Foster, and John Cena's out there getting like lunchboxes and shit, I would be like, it's time for us. To kill John Cena, you know, I would, I would want some, I would want a piece of that, and I also wouldn't want to be like ruled by John Cena. Sure. So maybe it would—that's the betrayal there, where it's like yeah. they were starting to get threatened, where like Ty Four would be like at their meetings, be like, you know, perhaps we should, you know, start, you know, trying out like I'm the fa- I'm the of the West. Maybe I'll take over the South for a day, and you take over the West just to kind of see what it's like, and we can learn from each other. It's like, I don't like you telling me what I should be doing. We've been doing yeah. this for... Because something that I like is that you said that it's just kind of been this way for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that Typhorus may be trying to introduce some changes, and that's why the other three were like, uh-uh, we're getting you out. Okay. <laughs> Like, blowing you off. Because yeah. I'm loving this wrestling feel, though, of... Because you're right, it is a company effort. Then why is the one kind of out of sync? I think it's kind of... They were trying to ruffle some feathers and change things up. Got booted out by the old ways. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That, that, I like this a lot because is... Okay, then my question for you are... Who is right? Is Typhoon right for trying to shake things up? Or do they have to learn how to work as a company? And how to work with the with the ways... Of the aeronauts. I kind of like that being, like, the thing they have to learn, right? Is that they, maybe, yeah, they had sort of perceived themselves as the best as much as anyone has perceived them as the best. So I see it very much as a, as an effort of, you know, they have to learn how to, they have to learn what kind of, they have, it's almost a, a journey through, it's a it's a history journey. It's sort of a it reminds me a little bit of like, you know, of of Thor of sort of the the quest for worthiness. Mm. So that tells me that they are somebody who has sort of ended up in this position and was not sort of, you know, who sort of fell into this role more than like it was more than like, you know, made the arduous path to take this to take this spot. Yes, because uh, if it is some kind of like ancestral inherited thing, it could be just like, you know, you're born and it's like, oh, you're born with the capacity to wield a navigator's blade. It's put in your hand when you're like six. I, I don't know if I want it to go that route. Is it not that? I kind of I was thinking maybe it's some I, I'm thinking maybe what if it's. Almost a necessity thing. Mm. Like, oh, the fang died. Oh. Guess it's you now. Oh. Like you're next in line, and it's just like, well, they were they were they were not and they were not ready to be that person. Okay. And so Type 4 has been like doing their best to try I get that, because that I like this, because that adds like sort of a compensation aspect where it's like they weren't ready, so they've been kind of trying to be really hard and yeah. trying to make changes and be the best because they didn't feel that they were ready. So they're yeah. kind of like working a little too hard to make it to make themselves fit and be the the round peg in a square hole type mm-hmm. thing in their opinion, like, you know, from their point of view. And yeah. I like this a lot. Because what I also like, by the way, is 
how we're setting up this story of someone becoming like, you know, finding their place and like fitting in with this like community of like everyone kind of relies on each other. But the images we have are of like a wind and like a storm and everybody they like, you know, they learn to control a storm. Yeah. And this person, Typhor, has to learn how to kind of find their place. Because I think of it as like a conga line almost. And like you're standing on the outside waiting to kind of jump in. And yeah. like there is a spot for you, but you kind of have to know perfectly where it's like the wrestling thing, like one false move and like you're falling through a steel cage. One wrong, one wrong move and somebody gets hurt. Yes. Like you're you like a community of people, you know, have all placed their their trust and their lives and their their well-being into one another's hand. Because all we have are the ships that are immediately around us. We don't have, you know, if all if that's all we have, then we are all collectively putting ourselves in each other's hands. And the only thing we can do is take care of each other. Yeah. So we are very much, you know, putting our money where our mouths is and saying, you know, we have to look out for each other. So, you know, if one person doesn't know their, doesn't know what their, how doesn't understand like the importance of what their their job is what their mission is what their role is what their responsibilities are that person is putting people in danger i dig it my next question is why did the other three betray type four you know or was it just like this is for the is it like this is what's best for the city type thing because that's pretty Mm. raw you know um Mm. because they destroyed like you know that was it was an act of like violence Mm -hmm. but like why was mm. it they're they're just mean, you know? Because mm. I I wrote that it's my fault. I wrote that in, and now looking back, I'm like, damn it! I wish I would have wrote something different. Because it's 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 an interesting thing because it could mean that Ty the, they're bad, or was it like Typhor was bad? You know, mm. who was wrong in this case? Because they went so far as to break an ancestral order that like has you know had the because without the four they can't make the bubble around the whole city, right? So they were willing to banish Typhor, or did they want their messenger sword to make, like, a new, to get a new, um... Navigator's Blade. Yes. Did they want to make a new Navigator's Blade? What is the deal? It could just be, like, they're bad and they have to... Because if that's the case, like, what is what is the conflict here? It's like Typhor has to get back to the city and then what? Like, plead their case? Like, oh, I'm, I'm actually good at this. Or, like, learn to be the only navigator, you know? If if the order has gone wrong, maybe they change the order and, you know, you can learn to call the storm completely yourself. Hmm. You know, if they can figure out how to make, you know, the shield around the city with one person, they can be the only navigator. What if it's both? Okay. I'm gonna hit you with the, I'm gonna hit you with the Jeff Stormer. I'm down with that. Typhor is bad. Typhor is in the wrong for thinking that they are, or for projecting the idea, for for falsely positing, you know, for taking that 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 false stance of I am the best, I I should be leading us, and for for sort of you know placing themselves over their community, right? Mm, okay, I like this because we have kind of have to figure out who they are to kind of develop this conflict, but also the other three made a conspiracy pact to remove them. For the betterment of the community, yeah, you know, and basically said like it's going to co- you know it's going to put us in danger and it's going to make people suffer, but in the long run, history will look favorably on us. Mm. So it is you know it is three p three well meaning people made a horrible decision and put people in danger, 
in the name of removing a person that they saw as a threat to their community, who probably was, you know, unprepared for the responsibility. And then so, Typhor's quest becomes, you know, become worthy, accomplish, you know, find their way back, find their blade, find their home, get back, and also hold these three people responsible who have, you know, thinking about the ethics of it, probably also done the same thing that Typhor is doing in saying, we make the decisions. Yes. They have, they have posited themselves as leaders. It's a, it's a tough one, because uh, the, 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 the game and the question kind of becomes, like, if Typhor gets back, they have to... Because you have to work with uh, synchronization mm-hmm. in this story, so it's either Typhor has to get synced up with the three, or the three have to get synced up with Typhor, or they get new people... So it's kind of like a, a thing of like, yes, we tried to kill you, but like, you have to understand that that means that if they tried to kill Typhor, mm-hmm. that means that Typhor was like that big of a risk. And so like, what did they do? Was it mm. like, were they use it? Because we said if, I've written the thing that if uh, they, use the, they use the swords and they're not synced up, it will like, the storm will rip up the city, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why they never use it. That's okay. Here's my pitch to you. If four navigators' blades are synced up and they do their thing, uh, it makes a shield around the city. The bubble is formed, perfect safety, it's amazing. I said it hasn't happened in a long time. Maybe it's because they haven't been able to. They're afraid to because the four haven't been on that level of synchronization Mm. in a long time. Like, they haven't been that tight. It hasn't been that kind of order isn't what it sounds like. It's not like, you know, four people with perfect friendships working in harmony working as a team it's just kind of always been four sides you know just doing their thing it's really ragtag it's not this you know perfect you know working team like it should be and typhoor i think was was the biggest thing keeping them from that you know i think they were this you know, the new one who's like, I have a lot of great ideas and how we can work as a team and pushing against it. And maybe, I don't know, like what was keep what was Typhor doing that keeps the order from being a tight knit storm? You know what I mean? From making, because I'm seeing the sandstorm then being the test, you know, but what was what was the deal with Typhor being that bad for being like, we, we can't have you here. You know, we have to banish you. That, what you said resonates a lot with me. Like, it really gets the wheels turning, because I feel like there, like, it feels real natural. Like, I I, I can very clearly see what the problem is here. Yeah. Or what the challenge is. Why Ty 4 was taken out. And it's because Ty 4 is a young, is essentially a young idealist who is not willing to, and and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, like, how the the other fangs are in the wrong as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe Typh- the more I think about it, the less I think Typhor is in the wrong. Why? Because what you've posited just now is a world in which they're essentially at a gridlock. They are essentially locked in indecision. Yeah. Typhor comes in and says, well, then this is what we have to do. Like, comes in and tries to, like, make make positive change. Mm. Or at least make change. Yeah, They might not something. know if it's positive change. But they try to make a change, and the other three go, well, you can't exert power. You're new. We've been at this a long time. If anyone's going to lead, it's going to be the three of us. We don't need you. 
And so they, in in seeing a threat to the fact, each of them, each of them sees a threat to their own power. So they form this triad, eliminate Typhor, and go. Well, now we lead. Now we're now we are in control. Mm. Like we, you know, they have they have now enacted an action of them being in control. And Typhor is thrown out. You know, the city is put in danger. Yeah. And you know, and it is because Typhor was. Young and reckless, yes, but also an idealist who wanted to do something and face an establishment that said, no, we'll do nothing because we can't, because if we throw up the walls now, then, you know, or we risk losing the goals from the north and then suddenly uh, the fang of the north, we don't get the same level of, you know, we don't get our, we don't get our import. Suddenly we don't get what we want, so we have no benefit of calling of putting up the wall you know even though even though there is a dragon you know in the distance like it is there we there are things this they are putting the city in danger because they are putting their own interests ahead of those of a of the community they have started to do the very things that they would eventually accuse typhor of doing i love this because that makes the conflict they don't trust Typhor. They have never trusted Typhor. Oh yeah. And so now, and it is the, what I like about and this to story. To a certain extent, they don't trust each other. No, there's like there's no synchronization. There's nothing yeah. that needs to be there in order. They've just been doing their individual wall thing. Like that, this idea of like some order that can protect the whole city. I like the fact that it hasn't been around. Like they they haven't been able to do it. It's not that like there hasn't been a need in a thousand years. It's like no, they've just been shitty at this. They yeah. haven't been able to. And so I think that the, the issue is trust. And no one trusts each other. They, the, the triad of fucking fangs probably doesn't even trust each other. You know, no, they, they constantly have their guard up. They all have their own vet. They all have their own interests. And they're all just looking out for themselves. Yeah. Which makes them a really bad group to have this job. And I think that becomes sort of the sort of eventual villain showdown of our of our marvel universe origin story is they have to go confront this past generation that has put themselves ahead of the community Mm -hmm. and say like you are responsible for this i have to stop you and and figure out who is going to take your place okay i have a pitch for the the kind of uh resolution the problem being solved so Trust is kind of the big issue because they need each other. These four yeah. parties desperately need each other if the city is going to thrive. Like they live in service of this governmentless city. They're just like the thankless, you know, protectors of the flotilla city. Mm-hmm. So Typhor's been banished. They assume they're dead and they're just like, we're going to keep the flotilla running and it's just going to be running at 75%. And that's kind of the way it is. But Typhor, I think, lands, you know, understands what happened you know is like they 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 know that this is this is the way it's going to be it's not ideal but they have to regain the trust of the other fangs you know they they may not like that fact but like this is the way it's got to be so i think they have to get back and kind of i think they have to seize control of the fangs or prove to the fangs that they are kind of you know they i think that typhoon is right so I think that they have to kind of seize control and, like, it's got to be the Fang of the West directs the other three. So what I think happens, this is my pitch. Typhoon walks into the sandstorm, right? They have this phantasmical, mystical experience where, like, the voices of the ants, because, you know, it would be the past Fangs of the West are in their ear. They're hearing the stories of the 
of the time ago when like the walls the the shield would be summoned and like they're hearing the commands that they were issuing between each other and how they worked as a team and how power was distributed equally and how there were friendships there were bonds and sometimes there weren't bonds but they knew that this is what they needed to be in order to keep barometris safe and they see the messenger blade and it's like swirling the storm is kind of is the storm coming out of the sword, this sandstorm? Um, one, it's the navigator's blade. Two, what did I call it? You called it the messenger blade again. Fuck. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, I'm messing with you. Damn anyway, it. So I have, I have some hearts and pitches for you. I'm going okay. to I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna ru- we're going to run left with it. Okay, cool. Get ready. Yes. The answer is yes. The storm is billowing from the blade like it is unfurling its full storm power is causing this perfect orb of a sandstorm. Here's, my, here's where I'm going to run left. Typhor can't get it. Oh, Typhor just tries and comes up short. And, like, they get close, but they fall short. And they're about to, like, get thrown again when, you know, like, uh, like a, on a wind glider, some other random person of Barometris, like a search party, maybe a, maybe a childhood friend of Typhor's, whose name is... We'll go Nimba. Ooh, what the- do you want to roll me some pronouns for Nimba? I do want to roll you some pronouns for Nimba. Jesus Christ, that's good. Um, I like clouds. Uh, he, I rolled a one, and that's a black lab on my dog dice. All right. So Nimba, he, so he comes to the rescue. Yeah. And who is Nimba? Nimba is, I think, a, I, I, a, let's go with, I'm going to add a detail to Barometris culture. Please do. Nimba is a searcher. Okay. They are all aircraft. Yeah. Which means that they have to have systems in place to, to like, find each other if one goes, you know, goes rogue. Or go not goes rogue, but, like, it's goes carried drift. Off. Yeah, because yeah. it's windy. It's in the sky. They have to have people in place. And as much as the other fangs, because where I'm going with them being, being heels and being okay. the baddies. Okay, cool. As much as they try to hide the fact that Typhor has been lost... You know, they tried to cover it up as best they could. Mm. Nimba, being a friend of Typhor, knew that they had gone missing. Yeah. And so goes out and finds them, finds this sandstorm, finds their friend, brings th- and, like, saves them. And, and together, like, on this wind glider, they are able to grab the sword. It is, okay. only through, it is only through help, through being helped by this other person who staked their life for another member of the community, even when they were told that that person was just lost and that they should not go out and find them. This person put their community and their friends even above their life, the order of law, the people that were now leading them. This was a person that truly cared about guarding this community. And that's a moment that really connect. That's a moment that clicks with Typhor. Their quest is they have to, is... All three of the old fangs have have cor- have grown corrupt and allowed themselves to have put themselves ahead of the community. Typhor was guilty of this as well, but so were all of them. And if if my only way of doing this is to change, like my, like this is a moment where they're like, well, I, I have two paths ahead of me. Either I become like them and I continue to put myself first, or I change. But if I change, I know they won't. And I have to take that. I have to remove all of the existing fangs and replace them with a new generation. Oh, shit. 
They don't want to be the sole leader. No. Because that's not the culture of Baron Metris. No. Like, yeah, that's, want... that's the conflict here that I love is this like, that's why I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. That's the part that I find fascinating about this. And that's why I've been, I've been hitting these challenges because I'm like, we can't go against the culture that there is no leader. But how does Typhor rise up and be the sole hero if you're not going to take over from there? You know, I think they I think they I think they assemble an entire new crew of fangs, people that truly and it's it becomes like a series of adventures, right? Yeah, of course. Like it becomes a series of quests in which each one, you know, the 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 the, the structure of our of our series of novels of our series of films <laughs> Is each one involves like another hero doing a thing that truly puts the community over themselves, like embodies that spirit of like the Fang being the person that, at the end of the day, has like sees the own sees the value of the community more than anything. I love this because the 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 cool thing is if there's only three, that would mean the city is con- kind of like in this age of turmoil mm-hmm. where like. You know, the winds are constantly like knocking, like rocking around. You know, it's it's the age of turbulence in Barometris, it's called, where like nothing is safe. Nothing is the same. It's everything's different. The winds are stronger. You know, lives are harder. And so this kind of generation of heroes has to rise up. And it's like we they've been relying on the four fangs for eons. And now other people have to be like. We all have to make a stand to help our community out. You know, we have no leader. That's our way. But we have to start taking better responsibility of keeping the city safe. We can't just rely on four people anymore. You know, there's yeah. thousands of us. And it's it's that those four people, the the culture or the, the thing that they have to as a culture admit to themselves, like the entire community, is that in relying on these people to protect us, we kind of did put a leader in place. And that yeah. isn't. Like, the only way for, for Barometrics to truly continue to exist is if we change, like, the order of things. We, or we find what, we find what the power of, like, looking after each other. It's true, because if you can't, this doesn't work if you put the responsibility of the entire city on four people's shoulders. You know, that that's not, that's not a governmentless world. That's not a, that's not fair. That's not a community. Like, if this acts as a community, not, it can't just rely on four people. You know, the whole, the city as a whole started, you said, four people forged the blades to keep the city safe. So, like, that means that they were just normal people, too, Mm -hmm. at one point. And so it kind of has to be a culture-wide shift and a change to be, like, we're all responsible for ourselves just as the four original fangs were. Like, they stood up and were like, I'm going to keep the city safe. Everyone has to kind of become a fang in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. And decide that, like, we have to keep the city safe. And I think it started with Nimba being like, I, I can't just watch the city fall to ruin. I have to go looking for Typhoor, mm-hmm. you know, bring him back. So what happens when just wrapping this, this because I'm a fucking cessed. I love how this has come full circle with, like, a cultural shift being not even a shift. It's just them realizing that their culture has always been this. Yeah. Has always been, we all have to, we all have to pitch in and take care of yourselves. We got lost by letting the fangs become our sole protectors. Mm-hmm. So what is the final note that brings the city back to like kind of harmony or a new harmony? And I don't mean to put this completely on you. I just have a feeling you have an idea. <laughs> uh, superhero smash up final super battle. You think a super battle? I think because I think what like I'm going to break down sort of the, the, the tropes here. Okay. Um, the tropes here are 
Like, and this will be, I think this is kind of the closing note, and then we'll roll on some tables and we'll call it a day. Excellent. Looking metatextually at what we've got here, I think it is, the stories are, the story beats are, you know, Tie 4, we, we get chapter 1, Tie 4 finds, Tie 4 finds the blade, right? Or is is faced with this problem and has to face this moment of, like, I'm not enough. Yeah, like, I can't reach it, I can't has actually to become, do this. Has to become humble. Yeah. Chapter 2, Nimba steals a wind glider. Because at this point, the city has become locked down. The, yeah. the, the three fangs are using, are using this chaos to essentially exert control. And mm-hmm. they are full on like, no, we rule now. Screw it. Because they, they have faced that moment of like, if we enact this conspiracy, then we are saying that we, that we rule. Like, yes. we, are, we are taking over. So exactly. they have taken over. They have, they have staged this takeover and they are using the natural disaster as, as, as cover for that. So chapter two, Nimba steals a wind glider and he and he escapes he sneaks out of the city goes finds his friend who is missing and who is hurt and who is scared and together the two of them save their journey chapters three four chapters three and four two more stories of like they have to you know sneak back into the city and it's a person and it's the person that like gives them shelter and protects them that way Mm. and like they 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 are a person that like you know or like it's something. It's the, there's well, two it's more the stories. The resistance of, group begins. That's kind yeah. of what three four is. Is they start saying like they start this cultural movement of y'all. We have gotten so lost from who we are as a culture. Like look what's happening. Like the three fangs have taken over. Like if you try to control the wind, y'all, you get the storm. That's our way. And like we got to get back to that. And everyone's like, oh yeah, you're fucking right. We're getting ruled. Fuck this. And, you know, two more heroes rise from that to be like, I'll stand with you, Typhor, when the battle is at the thickest, you know. And so then chapter five is, you know, we have the new four fangs. These are the new people that will stand up and defend, right? They face off against the three old fangs who are so powerful, right? Like they have unlocked all sorts of new terrifying uses for the, the navigator's blade. Yeah. And there is the final battle. The three fangs are vanquished, are are taken down, right? Mm-hmm. And like it is, it is as much a battle of ideals as it is as it is blades. And finally, they just stare each other down, and they say like, and they win. And then the heroes have a moment of like, and now we walk away, like, and now we put down our blade because this can't be one person's responsibility. Because making it one person's responsibility is how they is how that happened. Mm-hmm. So they create a new system in which, I don't know, the blade changes hands like once a year. And like, it is simply, it is simply a responsibility that is shared among any who would offer to hold it for a time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, I, I completely agree. We we said that, so something interesting that always got, the, the thing that made me say that like the, the air has to pass between blades and it's this synchronization is you said it kind of dances in your hand. And I, I, I kind of got this image of passing it. Like it has to be something has to be passed. So that's what I think. Like you, you, the blade has to dance from hand to hand. Yeah, and that becomes the new. That becomes the new way of things. Now that they've won their battle, it's not merely enough to. It's not enough to merely have new four fangs. It's that. It's that those fangs have to acknowledge when the blade becomes heavy and say to one another, "I need someone to take this from me." That's a oh god. That's so. That sounds. That was very well put. God damn. I mean, you you really you really you really you know teed the ball up by describe by reminding me that it's a thing that like dances in your hand because it was pretty much like right there hey I, it was that's was very good i think that is do you want to i want to roll on tables for type four but like yeah i think that's a wrap y'all uh, people listening jeff just slayed that my god 
Um, cool. What do you, what do you think their background is? Uh, I see them as like this outsider, scorned, you know, scorned royal type thing. And I don't know, you know, because they don't regain power at all. They sort of do, but not really. Let's see what we got in the D&D fan wiki. We could go with Fallen Hero. I love that. That's a good one. Let's go with Fallen Hero. That's, wow, you got that. I'm looking at mine, and I was going to go with Tickle Belly Nomad. Yep, okay. Tickle Belly Nomad is good. <laughs> All right. Let's not go with, fall. well, these are a little grim. Do we want to go with grim, or do we want something a little more idealistic? I mean, this is just who they are, so we can twist it, too. Because yeah. we've already established kind of Typhoon's right. tale. We can just use this to kind of flesh out some details. All right, let's go with it. Okay. Give me a D8 for personality trait. D8 go. Six. Six, I will never falter in my duty, no matter what I must do. You said they're idealistic, and that's what yeah. that jumps out to me here, where this entire time when they were still in Barometris, they were like, this is our duty. We can always be better. Like, you know, th- this idea of it being an order and important and, you know, tied to the old ways of Barometris was kind of like this, the beginning of the end for Typhoor, where like every day was rigorously, rigorously training, you know, contacting the other three. Because I'm trying to figure out like what set them off, what set the other three off to be like, we got to get rid of them. And I think it was some kind of idealistic tying of the old ways, you know, being so locked in this idea that they we have to be in perfect sync we we synchronization we have to be in perfect sync we have to be friends we have to be allies you know the four blacksmiths of and old it was were. it was it was asking the other three to make sacrifices right yeah. like it was like the right thing to do is to is to put up the wall in the south and they're like but then we wouldn't be able to fit like we wouldn't be able to cast our nets to the south where the fish are and if we don't bring in fish then our then we don't then like our crew doesn't make money yeah, Typhoon didn't have an understanding of the other air of the entire city. They they yeah. knew the West, and they so they thought they knew everything. You know, it was that kind of idea of like, I know what's best for us, y'all. And it's the idea of like, it, it plays off of their air, like the idea of that they they became arrogant was like, it plays off of the idea that they they really did believe in this job and they knew that it was a responsibility. So they went too hard and they started call- making calls. And they started trying to, like, you know, force the other three into action. But that came from a place of genuinely wanting to do good. Yeah, of course. It was just, like, misguided. It, it was not thought through. It wasn't It wasn't wise. It was just, like, being naive and thinking that, like, we can make this perfect when the system itself was not perfect. All right, so give me a D6 for an idea. All right. Um, let me find Animal D6 because it has been a minute. It has been a minute. Animal D6, go. Six eagle. Six eagle. <laughs> order. Through knowledge, I find power. Through power, I gain strength. Through strength, I create order. Through order, there is finally peace. I mean, that feels like that feels like the steps of their journey real laid out. Yeah, real clear. yeah absolutely. Really, I was like, oh, well, well, we're done here. Well, that wraps that up. All right. Well, that's good. All right. Good job, everybody. But no, it's just I think they have a core value system that they like hold a little too tightly. And that's kind of what got them in this problem you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they have a a list of uh a core list of values that were kind of unbreakable and unbending and unwavering and that's kind of what they applied to everyone their entire life and that's kind of what caused the rift where it was like you three aren't working the way that you should be 
You know, that would probably right. make me fucking, you know, throw some gale force winds at your ship, too, if somebody were barking up my ass about how I can kind of constantly that office position of like, you know how you could do that a little better. You mm-hmm. know how you could, you know how you could fix this. It's like, oh my god, fuck off, Typhoric, get it. You're super good at this and being like a hero, but like, fuck off. Well, and that also kind of ties into like how they have to eventually fix things is they have to stop believing in ideals and start believing in people. Ex- oh, that's the perfect way to phrase it. But yeah, it's completely true. Where it's just like the li- life is not perfect, Typhoric. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, I think that was a big humbling experience because they saw this sandstorm and their blade was lost. And they're like, okay, if I walk into the sandstorm, I'll be visited, I'm sure, by the spirits of, you know, the previous fangs. They walk into the sandstorm, it's like, ow, went ow, ow, fuck, this sucks. This is super hard. Why isn't everything perfect? And it's like a newsflash, stupid. You know, you're not always the main character. You're not the main character in this. There's four of you. Yeah. You know, and it was a big humbling experience to learn that, like, I'm not Luke Skywalker at all. Right. This yeah. is not a book. This is not a legend. You. This is not some... The big thing that I love about this story is that we've kind of broken down that it's not an ancestral order. It's not this Guardians of the City. It's just people who really... they've From the beginning, it had always been people who just want to keep the city safe. Nothing else. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love it. Give me a D6 for a bond. Okay. Two fish. There is no sacrifice I will not make to uphold my honor. Oh, I cannot. May I? Yeah, please. They were willing to fucking die in this sandstorm. Like, oh, yeah. This was the, the image of like uh, a, cla- a hilarious, uh, what was that? Osmosis Jones person reaching for a blade and it's like ripping at them. Like mm-hmm. the this, they were like, you know, they're in the storm and they're like, my messenger blade, it's shrieking, it's screaming, but it's calling for me. Like this is this is a moment I have to have. I have to endure the storm. The storm is a you know, the typical Aaron way where it's like, I think I have a bad habit, not a bad habit, but a habit in storytelling of being like, it's a metaphor. What if this means this? And I feel like Typhor had the same thought where they're like, This sandstorm is a metaphor for the the struggle that I'm going through and, you know, this thing that I have to endure and overcome. And so they're pushing through and reaching through this horrible, like, it's ripping at their cloud flesh. When in reality, it's like, no, you just need someone to help you. Yeah, you just need help. <laughs> yeah, you actually just need to kind of rethink the way things are going. You You need an outside source to kind of shake you back to bring you to life in a way, you know, wake me up. To kind yep. of tell you that, like, no, what you're the the way you're thinking, the way you're going about this is wrong. You can you can rely on other people. You are not the fucking hero here. Yeah, this storm is not a metaphor. Your sword's just a sword. It's uh, you know, it's not mystical, magical. It's just a sword with a storm in it. Right. You know? It's <laughs> we all can kind of rely on each other. You don't have to go on some epic hero's journey, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. All right, give me a d six for a flaw. Silly typhoon. Six. You go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hail Satan. No. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, y'all. We rolled a lot of sixes, and the, the, they were bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I fail to comprehend why others cannot understand why my actions, no matter how vile, in the end are the only way to save them. Oh my God. Okay, six again has <laughs> fucked us. So let's re-roll. One. Aaron, I kind of want you to leave these in. <laughs> No way, you can't, because then people will know we fudge. (laughs) 
Sometimes we fudge, Aaron. Sometimes it. Sometimes it's. I'm also a murderer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then I will. I will. I will. <laughs> so bad hey listener sometimes these dice rolls they're like it's not that like it doesn't go the way we wanted in the story it's just like oh it's like i don't understand like i got nothing for who wrote this and whoever they are you know god like god bless you it's a thing where these tables would make sense for a certain type of character we're using them for a slightly different type of character so some of the results just make zero sense yeah so it's like it's easier to just re-roll than to try and like bend over backwards for nonsense and make the episode like two hours making sense of one dice roll of like oh and also they're a serial killer okay cool <laughs> like there's times when the surprises are fun like when yes. it's like oh you had a child we didn't know about and then there's oh. times when it's like oh and also you're a serial killer it's like well that's not the same that's gotta, not fun at all unpack that that's not fun at all <laughs> i rolled the one as a horsey <laughs> i was once a hero yet how far i've fallen i can trust no one not even myself See, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. That makes perfect sense. I like Serial that. killer. Less so. Hail Satan. The Hail Less Satan. So. Less so. <laughs> so what I get from that role, though, is that I think forever, even after they rework the city and they, you know, they fix everything like, bah, 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 you know, the, the story is the world has been saved. I still think something gnaws at Type 4 that it's like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I couldn't balance things myself. Oh, yeah. They spent their, we said their entire, their ideals are like a set of ideals. It's like a core value system that like, it, it's almost like a knight where like, you know, knights of old were like, you know, I live by a code of honor. And I still think even after the world is saved, something gnaws at Typhor that they're like, I couldn't do this. Yeah. I, you know, I had to be, I think the moment of the wing glider, like grabbing them and pulling them toward the sword and just like at the last second grabbing the handle is something where it's like, that was my, that was my metaphor. That was my, that was my storm that they couldn't do it. Is that something that they feel is a shortcoming in their yeah. life? That's a tough one. That sucks. I mean, you're born to think you're kind of like a hero and you said like, you know, the blade is passed to you and you're like, all right, I have the responsibility of saving the city when the time comes. And it's like, you kind of didn't, you did and you didn't at the same time. And they have to kind of rework how they have to, this is an unfinished person. They still have to figure out who they are now in this world because they thought it was one thing, but it really wasn't. It was all, it was all a pack of lies. Yes, exactly. Yes. Is that it? Is that the end? I think that's it. Yeah, wow. Now, I do have a closing note. Oh, God, fuck which yes. Which is if a person grew up thinking they were the hero and, like, it gnaws at them, I think there's a bit of a, pun intended, dark cloud on the horizon of, like, can Typhor avoid the same fate that the three fangs before them fell? Like, I honestly don't think so. I, I honestly guess, think, I think it's, it's, a real, it's, a real, it's a real question. I mean, we may have to revisit later, like, the downfall of Typhor. I don't know. I love it because I like that. I always love a, a fantasy story where like sometimes history repeats itself mm-hmm. and you see how like we have discovered why it might because mm-hmm. a city with no ruler, but has the responsibility of four guardians like that, that those four crowns are heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a really specific. I don't think anybody is that perfect to not be like, y'all, I keep you all safe and I get no thanks. I get nothing. So yeah. I, I get it. I get it. So I love that. Ooh. All right. That's a wrap. Damn. Thank you, no one, for... No. Um, if you'd like to... Thanks a, to me. Thanks to me. Thanks, Jeff and Aaron. We did great. We did a good 
But if you'd like to submit a prompt to our show for a future use in an episode, what are you waiting for? I know you have really cool ideas. Send them to us. There's a lot of ways you can do it. Yeah, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can post them to our Discord at, di- at bit.ly slash Discord, Or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com. Yes, while you're there, be sure to check out our Bandcamp um, and download some sweet music. It's free. Why not? Make it a ringtone. Um, check out our Wikipedia page and catch up on all them neat lore deets. Um, and jump into our Discord and chat with us. Uh, it's an easy, really easy way to spam prompts, ask questions for our upcoming. We have our anniversary birthday episode is in July, and we have a channel where you can just post all your questions there. It's really easy. Um, and yeah, you can just come hang out with us. Um, speaking of hanging out with us and being really cool, you should listen to Jeff's podcast and hang out with him every week. You sure should. Uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play through a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. What should they look forward to uh, tomorrow, Jeff? Uh, Let's see. They should look forward to our next episode is we have um, Afterlife Wandering Souls. I play that with uh, Liz Chapratical, the game's designer. That's going to be very good. And the week after that is a game called Standoff, which is about ridiculous situations, which uh, Tom Harrison from ShuffleQuest and I used to create the most ridiculous 90s uh, comic book ever written. That's awesome. So go check those out. Wait, you're playing the game with its creator? Yeah. That's It's always good. Those are always my favorites. That's sick as fuck. I mean, that's a hard same for me. All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network, a collection of podcasters and storytellers doing amazing shit. Uh, if you like All My Fantasy Children, and I know you do, check out Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring long-form role-playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folk tales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny Amara, and game master James D'Amato as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Very good. I like Campaign a lot. It's real good. It's banging. Um, verbal hug this week. Hmm. I have one. Go for it. Um, last episode, you know, we couldn't we couldn't uh, be together doing our regular thing, and we broke form and we tried something new, and it was sick. Like, so my my point is, if you're stressed that like you know you're put your life before your work first of all, like put your your well-being and like you know your actual important priorities don't don't you know uproot your life to get an episode done type thing but also like try to think how you can work around it like think of cool and creative things and break form don't be afraid to try a new thing because the the result may be a really cool cloud city with an amazing thing and kind of trust your collaborators like this was a cool experience for us for me to be like i'm really excited to hear what jeff comes up with and i hope he's cool with the dumb shit i'm gonna write on an airplane and it's just it was a cool thing to be like yeah i trust you with this and we're gonna get together and you know then we'll make a really cool episode it's kind of take a lesson from uh our aeronaut friends and trust your coworkers, trust your collaborators mm-hmm. because in the end, it's gonna be great. Yeah, you just for gotta sure. you just gotta go with the go with the flow of the winds. Yeah, yeah. It's and I'm really happy with how this one turned out. I was like, this I is like sick. It we lot. should do this again. You got anything? 
I think that's I think that's perfect. I think that's exactly right. Cool. Co-signed. <laughs> Stamped. Co-signed. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Well, all right. Well, on that note, until next time, good night, night and good game. game.